Yeah, what's up? This fucking Jimbo from Dundalk, yeah. I just want to let y'all know y'all listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets right now. Affirmative murder and shit, yeah. They like the Ravens of fucking true crime podcast and shit, yo. Fucking Fran, fucking Alvin, yo. They be out here doing their fucking thing, yo. So we putting on for the city. We going to the fucking bowl. We got the fucking hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Shit's looking up for Baltimore in 2024. So let's keep it real. Hold it down. Yeah, get some crab cakes and football. That's what we do here in Maryland, baby. Yeah, obvious. We got a problem here. And it's more than just Alvin streaming Punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival. Laughing nonstop, case drops on a cycle. Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. Make the world seem bright with the lights off AFs, it might as well stay up Lies being told like that dinosaur BS Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza Bougie ain't an option, it's the wage Take it to the grave, add poop into the place You already know when they take the case Laugh the pain away, it's a affirmative Hello, coming to you a day late and a dollar short. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, yeah, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? Fran. Yeah. It's been a while since we, uh, things have happened since we, since we last recorded. We successfully. Yeah. Successfully. Man, where's where's my other drops at? Successfully, you know, uh, uh, witnesses can attest to this. Affirmative Murder did our first live show with yeah, one Madison McGee. I just want to give a quick salute to both you and Madison. You guys did a fantastic job. I want to say a thank you to everybody who showed up and showed out during a snowstorm. Yeah. We had people flying in from Ohio. We had people bringing us tequila, ba- tequila in bags with nice messages on them. We yeah, got to meet some. Hey, I mean, it came. That was. Oh, we were fueled needed, by the tequila. I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> the little mini Casamigos, the Casamigos. Yeah. Got us through the cool. show. Fran, yeah. uh, what was that experience like for you, man? Speak to it. Oh, man. It was um very a very surreal moment, man, just to see people who, you know, love the show come out and. Again, during a blizzard. During a blizzard. I mean, that nobody. Not to, I mean, it was not to undersell it. Happened. Yeah, not yeah. to undersell it. It was snowing, snowing. It was snowing, snowing, snowing. Yeah, and I mean, like, just I kind of like the first maybe like couple minutes of it. I, it's it's you know, it's I'm drawing a blank. I kind of really don't remember because it was just so fast. But other than that, man, the show was awesome. People came out. You know, it was a good time. I was hoping to come on this show after we did the live show and was like. Everything went smooth. There was no like embarrassing moment <laughs> that yeah. we need to address at all. For sure. <laughs> and I would say we did that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we did, you know, because of the snow, and then we got hit with some more snow, and then just life yeah. stuff. We have taken, it's taken us a, a, an extra week to get back into the groove of things. So this is our first time recording since the live show. But again, yeah. I have to say another shout out to Madison, man. I mean, she flew in from LA, drove down from West Virginia. Yeah, came through, showed up, showed out. Was a fan, did fantastic on her story. Funny, I think the energy was there for us to have never done a live show. All the three of us together, I feel like we did good, and that's a good sign of things to come in the future. If we were like to do more shows, I feel like for that to be the first one, and for it to go the way that it went up is only the only way we can go. Yeah, you know, and it's great because I feel like I feel like we did great, but I I have my own little neurotic notes for improvement and so for it for me to feel good about the first time we've ever done it means that anytime we tweak it it's only going to get better 
Yeah. So I'm very excited yeah. about that for but sure. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Madison. I mean, um, I don't think nobody know nobody will ever know how in, in nervous we were before coming up those damn steps. I mean, we was down there like fucking almost shaking. <laughs> we're so fucking nervous. So I think <laughs> I think that's a bond that we had that we will never like be able to describe to anybody else. Yeah. So it, that, that was funny. It was a, it was a cool moment. Yeah. What happened for me while I was because I went up first without yeah. you guys, and I overconfidently. It's been a while since I've done any kind of stand up or anything like that, <laughs> and it was a snowstorm, and so I had all these ideas in my head of like my my crowd work I was going to do to warm yeah, people yeah. up. Yeah. And once we got out there and the music's playing and you go up, it's like it all just left my body. So I went up there and I just kind of fum- I kind of fumbled around for like a minute or two, and then was yeah. like, let's get these other people out here because I can't I can't think of any of my little. And it was dark. Yeah. So I yeah, couldn't yeah. really be like, I see your shirt. Like, it was no, I I, yeah. I really had nowhere to pull from the, to get the crowd involved in it, even though the atmosphere was perfect. I just, sure. I'm, I'm not going to even put it on the the, the, the room. I, I blanked and was not able yeah. to, like, be as quippy as I wanted to be. But yeah. it came to us all as the night progressed. Yeah, which, and I thought that, and I, you know, I, I kind of realized that after because it was so quick and I was like, oh, I didn't know we was going up this soon. So, and I can hear you from in the basement. So I'm like, okay, well, that felt, that made me feel better because I went like, okay, Alvin didn't come out here and was like, the crowd's like, so he was like, 10 more minutes. Yeah. So I was like, I went, I can tell that he fumbled a little bit and he, he, he didn't get a chance to do what he wanted to do. So that made me feel better when I go like, okay, he, he, he say he hides his nerve, but I can tell he's nervous. Mm-hmm. Just by hearing y'all went like, okay, and you kind of went, Pass what you wanted to do, real quick. What you wanted to do? So I'm like, okay, that made me feel so much better. Where I go, okay, I For know sure. I'm not the only shot one. He's he also has some nerves too. He's dealing with, and me and the Madison are not the only two people who's down here fucking shaking in our boots. Well, yeah, and also like I said, I'm <laughs> up there by myself. I'm like, yeah, it's nobody I can look at to be like, I know, Fran, am I right? You're laughing too. It's like so. I, I was saying shit. And I was like, I don't know if they're if that's funny to them. Hey, my next my next host of the night, <laughs> man, they're great. Let me get my phone out and play this music. So. Yeah. Like I said, man, it's it's nothing but room for improvement. I'm very funny, yeah, I'm man. very excited for you know what that dynamic holds, um, in the future. I'm excited to you know get more shows booked and go to more places and maybe do one at CrimeCon. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, putting it out there, Vision Board 2024. But uh, other than that, man, I don't really know what has happened and transpired in 2024. I kind of want to talk about like. The Baltimore Ravens. I mean, we're one game away from the Super Bowl. So I mean, like, this is very true. News. This is very true. The city of <laughs> the city of Baltimore is on fire. Yeah, um, for sure. Th- we experienced this about a decade ago when the Ravens won the last time. But this yeah. time, it's just it's something different. I don't know if it's because we got a a young black quarterback who listens to Kodak Black and does things his way. It's just something. Yeah. The energy's different this time. It really feels. Crazy Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's coming to Baltimore <laughs> this weekend, which I is mean, insane. Like, this, this is um, insane. She's in for a, a rude awakening, you know. I, uh, oh yeah, the Squeegee Boys hitting the the uh, the Rolls Royce Cullinan. Yeah, while she in in her security detail while she heads to the MIT Bank Stadium will be something yeah. for something for the ages, man. That's gonna be something to see. I am so, curious if if she's if she's ever been to Baltimore. I'm sure she's played the MIT Bank Stadium. I don't I don't know. People usually go to DC though. I don't think a lot of unless Beyonce like Beyonce. Came here. I think Beyonce yeah. came here. Beyonce came here. I mean If Beyonce came here, I'm sure we can I'm sure Taylor Swift has done the stadium. I don't at some think point. I don't think she's been to Baltimore. Well this what a time here. to come when everybody's booing you? 
because they're going to be booing. I mean, obviously, Taylor Swift has this chokehold on women and them coming to the games, their spouses, and being like, I'm a. So I can see there being. Baltimore is one of the. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Dallas, uh, New York. These are places where Philly, Philadelphia, home field advantage means something. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you, if on Sunday when you pan out, you can visibly see a lot of red. Because I think there's going to be a lot of women there wearing Travis Kelsey jerseys. I don't think so. No, nah, not Baltimore, not here. You don't nah, think you don't think people's husbands are going to let them do that? Like, listen, you, I've let you do this all season at home. I paid a thousand dollars for these tickets. You're not getting a drink thrown at me because you want to be cute and wear a yeah, Travis Kelsey I jersey. I don't think so, because I think where we are, I think they're not a lot of people not going to let that fly, and the cheapest tickets right now are like six hundred dollars, like six fifty, yeah. and you're sitting in damn near half <laughs> watching the game. It's like I. People are the, the, it's going to be, that stadium is going to be packed to the brim yeah. because of who not even because it's a playoff game it's because Taylor Swift is going to be there. That's the crazy part about it. So you're agreeing with me then? I don't I don't think yeah, but I don't think people are going to wear. It's going to be a lot. You're going to see a lot of Kansas City jerseys because Taylor Swift is there. I just think it's going to be a lot of women at the games. Yeah, because but they're still going to rep for the Ravens. They're not going to be repping. They're not going to be red. They're not going to be repping Kansas City Chiefs. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think yeah we're so, we're so, I think we both agree that there's going to be a lot of women sure. there to yes. be excited to see Taylor Swift in the Absolutely. box or pop up on the jumbotron. But yeah. I I might have overstepped when I said and they're going to wear their Chiefs jerseys to the games because uh, I don't yeah. think they're whoever they're there with would fl- go let that fly. Like I don't give yeah. a fuck how much of a Swifty you are. Yeah, you're not like, coming to the yeah. Ravens game in a not f- doing that. Yeah, you know, get a battery thrown at me. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, also, before we go to break to get to the fucked up shit, I do have a conspiracy. This is one floating around the internet, but it the more and more things come together, I think they're going to try to fuck Usher out of this halftime show, bro. If what the Chiefs beat the Ravens, uh-huh. I just find it hard to believe they don't go, Usher, we're going to pay you $5 million to say that you got sick so that we can, act, so we can have Taylor Swift perform oh, at the halftime wow. show and kiss her boyfriend He's, he comes out and, and, and gets involved in the halftime show or some shit like that, you know? It just feels like that is the way that it's going to go if they win this game. Obviously, I don't, I don't want them I don't, to win, but... I don't think that happens because they got to get her to do it multiple times and she has... It's like, I don't need to do this. I don't want to I don't want to do this. But it's like you're going to be there anyway. Nah, no way. So um, why not? And also, it's like they asked her multiple times, what a coincidence that she starts dating... A guy on a, a that has gone to the Super Bowl multiple times has a good chance of going to the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't you this be the opportunity for you to now do the uh, Super Bowl halftime show? The NFL low key throws you a crazy bag because they want to get that women dynamic involved in the viewership of the Super Bowl. So if the Chiefs win, I think it, there is a chance that even if they don't kick Usher off, that Usher's like, ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Swift, and she does like three songs. During the halftime okay. show, I thought you meant like she takes like. Usher That's what I'm saying, but I, think I, I like we see I like Taylor Swift in some capacity. Yeah, I like the conspiracy theory, but they, they don't do that because it's because ticket sales. It's no way they do that. What do you mean? Everybody knows what the Super Bowl is going to be. It doesn't. It, it doesn't matter who goes. No matter who plays. It's at the same spot, so it doesn't. That messes up ticket sales. Maybe the ticket sales won't be as high for Usher than it would be for Taylor Swift if, if it's already booked ahead of time. Oh, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is going to be sold out. Period. I'm talking about at-home viewership. If people find okay. out Taylor Swift is going to be on the halftime show, more people will watch the halftime show. Then Usher. I'm just going to go ahead and say okay. it. I, I, love, okay. I, love, I love Okay, then that's my point. The viewership is like, okay, you go, okay, if Taylor Swift is going to be, unless that happens, 
And like, it just she just randomly popped up on TV, and now the viewership would go crazy. But I mean, like, if Taylor Swift, we knew Taylor Swift was already performing in the Super Bowl, we already knew viewership is going to be crazy. Yes. Now I like Usher. I think he's a phenomenal performer. I love Usher, but he's not. He he's not Taylor got, Swift. He does, he's not Taylor Swift, and it's like you saying that he's going to be at the Super Bowl. You know, just for an example, I'm not saying she is, but you know, your girlfriend won't. I'm not watching Super Bowl. Cause, yeah. You know. I don't really want to see Usher. I don't really care for Usher. <laughs> so it's like, I think that plays a huge part in it. But that, I mean, I like the conspiracy. Though. That'd be crazy, though, yeah. if they did that. I think I think if the Chiefs win, the Super Bowl usually is like the first week of February. I think if the Chiefs win this weekend when they play the Ravens, by midweek of, the, of next week, it'll be like Taylor Swift's going to put some kind of cryptic thing on, on, on Instagram or something, and she's going to come out for at least a song. I, I just feel very confident in it. I feel like Usher's going to come down with COVID and then he can't perform. And they're going to be like, but guys, check this out. Taylor Swift agreed to do the halftime show, even though Usher's sick with COVID. And they low-key give Usher 20, because I heard they don't pay the Super Bowl performers. But I can see them being like, Usher, look, here's $10 million to not show up. And just say you got sick. Time will tell, won't it? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to the Baltimore Ravens, man. The city is on fire. Really, I love the the energy in the city when the teams are doing well. So yeah. that's always fun, and I love when Baltimore is kind of on in the national spotlight. It's always for sure. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, but anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna get to some fucked up shit. So stick around. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, and we are back. Fran, this week, this story is a pretty wild one. Um, it's been covered by some outlets. It definitely is. I think it's one that if you know about it, obviously you know about it, but I don't know if it has as much attention as I feel like it should have. And so I felt like we should take the opportunity to spread some awareness on this because it is an unsolved case. Um, yeah. It yeah. is more It's more complicated than that, obviously, but or not obviously, but unfortunately. But I still think spreading awareness can help to a potential resolution of some kind. Uh, our affirmative murder this week is the story of Diamond and Tiana Bradley. Um, Fran, thoughts, you know, in, in researching this story? You know, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, a very compelling story for sure. I mean, like, I do have some things I have to say about the mom. Sure. Um, Fair. But, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to it for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's yeah, so let's go ahead and get into it. So on July 6, 2001, Tracy Bradley returned home from her job that she worked from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. Upon entering a silent house, she found a note stating that her girls, written 
by her girls, stating that her girls Diamond, who was three years old, and Tianda, who was 10 years old, were going to the store and playground, and neither girl has been seen, seen since. Uh, Tracy Bradley, who was 32 years old at the time, lived in Chicago in an apartment with her four daughters, Rita, who was 12 years old, Tianda, who was 10 years old, Victoria, who was nine years old, and Diamond, who was three years old. Tracy worked at a nearby um, apartment complex where she made lunches for lunches and breakfast for the tenants of the home, which sounds very like almost like a Ritz Carlton or a Hilton, a treetop Hilton or something like that. But this is the Robert Taylor home. This is a, a part. This is a, a housing project, but it yeah. sounds very nice. Like I wish I could walk out of my apartment and there's somebody serving breakfast downstairs. It sounds like continental breakfast, but I don't think that was what it was. <laughs> Does it? Yes, yeah, you know, like it sounds like you go in the lobby of a, of a hotel and it's like we got cornflakes and milk and orange juice laid out and muffins. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think it was like that preppy of an experience. No. But 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 anyway, the night before the disappearance, um the eldest daughter, Rita, and 9-year-old Victoria spent the night at their grandmother's house without the other two daughters. We'll get into that, obviously, so put a pin in that. That's But just already, like, antennas go up when you hear that. Like, you have four kids, but two of them went and sp- spent the night somewhere else, and the other two didn't? Yeah. That doesn't sound uh, normal or anything. That says, I, don't, I don't see nothing wrong with that. That sounds like sarcasm. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so like I said, so basically what happened in that uh, scenario is Tionda is now being left in charge of Diamond while Tracy was at work. Mm-hmm. And... I, I don't know, it's hard for me to pass judgment because I, I think I know you were too, but I was a latchkey kid. Like I got home from school at 2.45 and I was home from 2.45 to 5.30, 6 o'clock every day yeah. from like 8 to the rest of my life. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I understand like babysitters are not cheap and things of that nature, but I was an only child. And so me being 10 years old at home alone is different than a 10-year-old being home and being responsible for a three-year-old. Right. I think we'd ag- we can agree on that. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's okay for me to be at home at 10 years old by myself, but it is what it is. Mom, to, mom, mom, mom had to do what she had to do. She was like, this kid knows how to make a sandwich. He knows how to fucking yeah. turn the TV on. He'll be okay for a couple hours. And I was, thankfully. Yeah. But me being home and then being responsible for a toddler is nuts. Yeah. Like I'm warming up bottles or whatever. I don't know three-year-olds if they drink whatever, you know, but I got to feed. An, I got to take care of another life and I got to take care of my life. Right. It's a little at nuts. That, at yeah. that age, yes. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I, mean, I, I have, have to, to say, like, like, I don't want to, because I don't want us to come off as like slandering the mom or anything like that. Or like, that, or like well, I know. think we will end up doing that, but it's early, yeah. so I agree with you. Yeah. I, you know, we haven't, we, we yeah. haven't made, we haven't made it okay to slander this mom. Yeah. But spoiler yeah. alert: at some point, it it will be necessary borderline for us to slander the mom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and you, you don't, don't want to cast any aspersions on the mom, but it's like leaving a four. I would never leave. Sophie, who's eight, to babysit Max, who's four years old. Yeah, it's like, it's the blind leading the blind. What do you, I mean, like, what do you expect? That's crazy. <laughs> so there was a show, I, I, and I meant to put this in my notes and I forgot. So there was a show that me and Steph watched. I, I'll, I'll get the um the name, name of, it. of it in a second. But there was, there's these, uh, it's a parenting show, like a reality show, where it's like, they'll do these tests on their kids to see how different parents, uh, uh, parent their kids or whatever. So they'll go, there was one, for example, and this kind of, you know, backpack on this where it's like, they went, okay, well, we teach our kids not to open the door for strangers. And they were like, oh, my kid will never do that. This and this, we teach them this and this. And then like, 
the one where we was like, where we thought like, oh yeah, if we see how they parent their children, that was the one who opened the door for this fucking guy who said he was a maintenance guy. Some, oh, some some random shit. Yeah. And they was and they were in such disbelief that they went like, oh, we talked to this, and that little girl opened that door and was like, who are you? And, and they went okay, and she left the door open and ran to go get her parents. And they were they was they were so shocked. It was it was insane. Where it's like, oh, is this that show with the um Hispanic guy? That's like, what would you do? What is it that show where you know? I, I, it's been a, it's been. A it'll long be like they go into a, a coffee shop and somebody starts having going on a racist rant, and then they're filming the inside and they're like seeing people. Is it like reality? It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, exactly. I think yeah, it's this I, show. I, I, I haven't seen it, it but this the only. I mean, this is the only scene that I saw was when they did this this little experiment. That's yeah. the only one that I saw was this where. They kind of taught their little girl to not open the door, and she opened that door and was like, "I'll be back." And then like, fucking come went on down in. the hall, and and it's like, you can't have a, a four year old. Yeah, you're still a kid. It's like, and the and the crazy part is like, the kid's gonna go when you go. And what do you say to a stranger? They go, "Leave me alone. I'm gonna call my mom." But then yeah. they're gonna parrot whatever. It's it's one thing to parrot, but then when they're in the scenario. Yes. And somebody goes, no, but I, I know your dad. And they go, yeah. oh, okay, well, you know, yeah. all right, well, come on in. Right, right exactly. So exactly. it's hard when, because, again, I don't want to cast aspersions either, right, mm-hmm. on mothers in general. Right. And people have a hard right. time. So I'm, I'm, let's take it away from this mom. Sometimes people have a hard time. Kids got to stay home by themselves, can't afford babysitters. That I'm not, I'm not going to villainize people for that. Right. But where this story goes, villainizing kind of has to happen. Yeah. You know, so – Again, I understand my mom left me at home. Yeah. You know, I, I, my mom, I love my mom. That's not great that she did that, but my mom didn't do the things that this lady did. You know, so it, it gets right. it gets a lot worse. So like, yeah. that's a tough one for me. I don't know. Like, I'm, I am a latchkey kid. I understand as an adult that that's not okay, but I also understand my mom was young. She had to work. Like, it's tough. So yeah. I, like you yeah. said, it's early, so I don't want to just be like, this lady's a, ter- a terrible mom for these reasons, because there's a, probably a lot of people out there who can relate to this story. Of, yeah. we, I mean, we were not eight, so I was like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> eight years old. Now, I had a great time being by myself. I mean, like, I loved it. Oh, but man, I mean, you like, go outside whenever you want, eat all the snacks, honey buns, and I was microwaving so many honey buns, bro. It was crazy. Because <laughs> there's nobody there to regulate. Yeah, not at all. So I'm microwaving like three honey buns at a time. Man. Got the legal. I almost burned the house down, like putting aluminum foil in. The I so. literally almost burned the house down. <laughs> so that again, I I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go there. But to anybody who knows me personally, knows I got some scars on my arm that look like um I got I got in a knife fight. Yeah. But I was 11 years old, cooking, uh, using the fry trap. Yeah. I was I was dropping chicken in the grease like I worked at McDonald's. Yeah. Making some food at home. Nobody home. I got the grease on high. Yeah. Why am I cooking with grease at 11 years old? Crazy. Why am I dropping chicken tenders and fries into the oil? Just microwave them. <laughs> I got an elevated palate. Like, no, nah, I need them crunchy. That's a sick. That's a sick kid. This guy needs to be supervised. You shouldn't be. I shouldn't be operating the <laughs> ele- daddy. elevated palate at, at eleven years. Yeah, like I'm like, no, nah, I don't like microwave chicken strips. I like them crispy. <laughs> I like I like a crunchy. I don't one. like rubbery. rubbery yeah, I don't know, no, no. And cold tenders. in the center French fries. I like crinkly, crispity French fries. Yeah. Let me break this fry daddy out. Yeah, I I like threw I only, I think I had like a checkers cheeseburger and was like and throw it in because you know they wrap it up in 
Like that Louis Foy. I just like you throw the whole thing in the microwave. Just throw it in it. Dumb. Pop it fire, and I was <laughs> like, I didn't. I had no. I, that's when I knew, like, oh, you're not supposed to put Louis Foy in the no, microwave. Like, oh, you like, like oh, nobody. Oh, that's nobody what. <laughs> that's how you learn by almost burning your house down. Yeah. yeah, same. I, I, I thankfully see. Here's the here's the bright side to the dumb young innocence of being 11 and whatever age you were. I should be dead, friend, <laughs> but because I'm so dumb, I'm a kid. I yeah. didn't throw water on the fire. Mm. Now I didn't even think it wasn't like I knew. Don't throw water on the fire. I just was like, I don't know. Hit the pan off the stove. <laughs> my dumb kid brain, like knock it over, yeah. as opposed to oh my god, fire! Get a bucket, fill it with water, dump it on the fire. Yeah. I would be, I would been, I would be a French fry. <laughs> I'd have been done. I'm, throw a whole bucket of, like I'm a, like as the little rascals. I throw a whole bucket of water on that thing. I'd be gone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's just you know I, I laugh about it, but that's one example of like this is why yeah, you don't like, leave kids at home alone. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, PSA. Just don't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We don't know any better. I'm hungry. I'm gonna do some dumb shit. You turn the oven <laughs> on high and an elevated palate is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, microwave the nuggets? Nah, I'm going to get the canola oil out. Let's get this party started. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so again, before we fully judge her, she did leave her kids some, some instructions, friend. Okay. Tracy told Diamond and Tiana, do not open the door and do not go outside. Yeah. You know, which is very like, this story is just so like, I know so many people who this is their life. Yeah. Like, don't open the door for anybody. Don't answer the phone for anybody, and don't leave the house. I'll be, I'll be back at tonight. Yeah. And this that that doesn't work for certain instances. And one of those instances is like what we about to get into. Exactly. You can't you can't expect the child to follow those rules for certain instances? Like we about to talk about because it's like it just doesn't that doesn't it, it just doesn't work for a child who goes like, oh well, I know, well, I, this, this should be this should be fine. They're gonna do. They're gonna do it. Like exactly. <laughs> so yeah, man. So like I said, she told the kids that hey, don't leave. Don't leave the house. Don't open the door. When Tracy returned home around eleven thirty that morning. So like I said, she leaves for work at six o'clock in the morning. She comes back at eleven thirty in the morning. So it's like five hours or so. Um, when she got back, she found that nobody was home, and there was a note on the table from Diamond, mm. a ten-year-old kid, left a note. And again, I. <laughs> And this is, I know you can relate to this one right here. And I'll get into it because I, I wrote this in my notes, but it just is flowing naturally. I would never have left a note for my mom in my latchkey kid days. I will call her work. I know her extension. I'm going to call because I need verbal permission. Yeah. You know, and this is, again, this is like, maybe this is a black household thing. But if I'm like, I'm going to walk to the store, I'm going to call, and I don't, but I don't have any money, but my mom has $5 on her dresser. I'm not going to go, hey, dear mom. I took the $5 off your dresser, and I will be back soon. I'm going to the Highs grocery store to get some cheddar fries and a Pepsi Blue. See you yeah. soon. Love, love Alvin. I'm going to call to be like, my, to put on my show. Mom, um, I'm so hungry. Uh, <laughs> can I please have the money on your dresser so I can go get myself some food? Oh, my God. Yeah, just take it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I need to hear verbal permission. I don't think that black kids in these situations like this ask for forgiveness instead of permission, if that makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Like, we need the permission. We need yeah. to hear the, like, even if it's an eye roll, yes. We don't go, let's just assume she'll, she'll say yes after she reads my note. Yeah, like, when I if, like when I was home by myself at times, also, she went to work. And yeah. like, that's, you go, you're going at least eight hours. 
Yes. At least. But anyway. Yeah, so when I was at home by myself, I had to call. If I wanted company, I had to call. I had to get verbal permission from my dad to have somebody come in my house before I had anybody. Exactly. Home. And you called every time. You're not like, well, we'll be, uh, let's, let's go upstairs in my room and play Xbox. I'm going to leave a note by the door. When he gets in, he knows, hey, dad, I'm in my room. I got company. So yeah. be quiet when you come up the steps because I don't want you to yeah. disturb my company. He'd be, he'd be like, what the fuck is this note? Yeah, yeah. The company's here. You didn't ask. What? Yeah. So Especially if somebody he doesn't know. I mean, you only get permission if he hears a name that he's familiar with. So it's like, <laughs> who's that? If no, yeah. So it's yeah. like, if, if he has to say who's that, it's like, then no, that's not, it's not happening. So, and and also, I didn't have the balls to have anybody over my house that I know he didn't, he never met. So it was like that wasn't going to happen at all. So. so this all, this all speaks to like our growing up in like some similar scenario as these kids, yeah. and understanding that like a kid would never write a note. Right. You would. You would be terrified to leave a note. You would need to hear that it's okay before you do it. So after Tracy comes home, she finds the note, no kids there. Tracy made calls to family and friends, and they began to search the neighborhood. Um, There was a seven-hour period from the time she got home to 7 o'clock that night to when she finally went to the police station to report the kids missing. So for seven hours, they looked. Yeah. Allegedly. I don't know how long, how much of that time was looking, but for seven hours, they didn't call the police. And then finally, seven hours later, they call. They, uh, she goes to the police station and files a missing persons report. So, an extensive search of the area took place. In fact, the search became the largest missing persons search in Chicago's history at the time. I don't know if it's still the case, but at the time, this was like the most, the large, the biggest search in Chicago history. And it included FBI and and over eight hundred tips, all of which led nowhere. Hundreds of Chicago police, FBI, and volunteers spent weeks searching the streets, sewers, abandoned factories, and buildings, and dozens of people were interviewed, as well as nearly 100 registered sex offenders, which turned up no leads of value. Tracy's sister, Faith, discovered a voicemail left on Tracy's phone on the morning Tionda and Diamond disappeared. The message said, Ma, George is at the door. In the voicemail, Tionda asked for permission to let him in. Tracy didn't hear this message until after her daughter daughters were already gone. So, uh, so you know, you know, the the message says, you know, uh, this person George is at the door. Now, it's important to note that Diamond's father, three year old Diamond's father, who picked Tracy up the, that morning to take her to work, and therefore would know the girls were home alone, is named George as well as a neighbor who was also a part-time babysitter for the kids. So there's two Georges in this scenario, and one of them ends up at the door. Now, the family believes that the note left by Tionda is suspicious, as do we, and we went into our details why. But according to their aunt, it was Tionda's handwriting, but the grammar was too perfect for a little girl her age. Mm -hmm. It felt like maybe she was coached. Um, In addition, Tionda, as we said, her aunt says Tionda would have called her mom to ask if she could go out to le- and, and not leave a note. She would have asked permission over the phone, not left, not left the note, and then just done it. Mm-hmm. So um, in my opinion, as we already discussed, a note has this level of, like, presumptiveness that I don't believe that these kids would have had, that they can just right. go, she'll be fine. I'll leave a note. Whenever she sees the note, she won't come in this house, immediately be sca- uh, scared and then mad. Yeah. Because then I, as, a, as a kid, you don't think about your mom being concerned. You think about getting in trouble. And I know if, if if I'm eight, nine years old and I'm my mom tells me to be in the house and then she comes home and I'm not in the house, her immediate thing is I'm scared. Where's my child? Right. But then she sees a note and that fear goes to anger. 
Yeah. Because now it's like, okay, now I know that he hasn't been kidnapped. He just left and broke my rules. And now I'm mad. Right. So I would be thinking about getting in trouble. I wouldn't be thinking about, like, well, I don't want my mom to be concerned about where I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't think a kid would be that presumptive. No. Especially to go, you know, to say you're going to the, to the school or to the local local store or something like the playground in the local store you're, you're eight and eight and four, eight, eight and four i mean like what you're just gonna take a right walk around the block go see some friends yeah. you're children yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's how the aunt feels about the note uh tracy was questioned for more than 20 hours but investigators turned their attention to george washington uh um, george yeah george washington who is the father of diamond yeah his name's george washington yeah. Use that, people, you do with that what you will. George Washington, famously, never told a lie. I don't think this George Washington can fall into that category. I think he told a lot of lies. And we'll get into it. So, um, the family actually hired a private investigator named P. Foster. And he uncovered what he believed to be a fraudulent camping trip. So, George Washington was allegedly planning a camping trip um, for himself, Diamond, Tianda, and Tracy. Now, if you'll remember, Tracy has two other kids. Mm-hmm. So this guy already, there's so many red flags, but this guy already goes, hey, man, I know you have four kids, but I don't got money like that. So I'm going to take you and two of your kids, one of them that's mine, and I guess this other one I like, uh, she's cool. I'll take y'all, but you got to do something with the other two because I can't pay for all of y'all. And maybe I'll take them next week. <laughs> so that's already weird that just wait till you can take everybody. It still is weird that the other two girls went and spent the night at the grandmother's house. I don't see how that's weird. Tell me how that's weird. Oh, so you I, weren't being you weren't being sarcastic. No, you were I serious. Wasn't being sarcastic. I was serious. I don't see how that's weird. How's that weird? Would you go send Max or Sophia to their grandparents' house? Just one of them? Yeah, do it all the time. Why do you do it? Because one of them don't want to go. Okay. So now picture you have four kids. Okay. And two of them wants to go to grandma's house and two of them don't. They want to stay home. Especially if the little ones, I, I can see how the little ones don't want to go over there. Hey, you know something? This is, might be one of those situations where I don't have kids. I find it weird. Yeah. Th- I find it weird that you split the kids up, send two of them to grandma's house and not all of them to grandma's house. I don't think, I don't think it's a... Espe- especially if you're going to work the next morning and you're not going to be home. It's like, well, yeah. it, why not send them all there to be watched? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a send them over there. To, you putting it into the, the phrase of sending them. I think it's just like they wanted to go to their grandma's house. I don't think it's like they. She sent two over there. I was like, no, you two got to stay here. I just think the two older ones maybe like going over to grandma's house because they got friends over there, and the, and the two other ones just didn't want to go. There's no. Fair. I was sending them. I sent them over there because I don't. They don't. I don't want them to be here. Fair. Or Fair. I don't think it had anything to do with like work type of thing. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I just, you know, I'm like, you know, if if you're going to have two kids be watched by an adult. I don't I think it had have... anything to do with being watched. I don't, that, I don't think that. Well, they spent the night. That's not, be, but that has nothing to do with being watched, though. That has, the, you're, you're, how you're phrasing it, you're saying that she, they sent, she sent the two older kids over there to be watched by the grandma. Yeah, that's how I that's how I see it happening. Right, that's you're not, saying I that they wanted think, to go and then no, so they, they were just, what they were teenagers. They don't need to be. Well, they weren't teenagers. It was twelve and nine, and twelve and nine. All right, well, but, kids. Yeah, but I mean, like they don't need to be. They don't need to be watched from grandma. So it's like, well, I need you. I need grandma to watch them. So I'm gonna send two, all of them over there mm-hmm. and not just two. I just think two of them just wanted to go over to grandma's house. I don't think Fair. it had anything to do. 
with wanting to be watched, and the other two just didn't want to go. This also could be a situation where the grandmother's like, "I'm not watching all them kids. I watch a couple of them, but Possibly. I'm not watching all them kids." You know, Possibly. so that's that's yeah. fair. You know, we don't we'll never know the full details of how that played out. I just personally find it weird that you got four kids and you send and two of them stay home and by themselves, and with the other watch this the three year old, and the other two are home over at grandma's house getting food and watched and at least an eye yeah. on them. So I just find yeah. that to be. I just no, find I that. I think is. It is weird for like, you know, if she, now she could have took them over there the next morning, but if she, again, she, she just didn't. I mean, I guess yeah. this is where you can go like, this is kind this of bad is, parenting because like, why wouldn't you, if you want to do that, you take the other two over. Like, cause if, when I do it, okay, if I got to go to work the next morning, okay, if Sophie's over there and Max didn't want to, I go take Max over there in the morning before I go to work. Right. And this is this is the this is the other part about the conversation where I feel like we why, why we're uh, not on the same page is that the context of what ends up you know what ends up happening obviously is important when we when you find out some of the shady stuff that happens with the story like the kids are just missing at this point so right now it's like oh no the kids are missing but as things start to unfold signs start to point towards the mother and so then that makes you go well That's then why why did two of the kids now you start to you, you start to ask your questions like. Why did two of the kids go and these other two didn't and these are the two that end up missing? So that's important to note as well as opposed to, like, you being like, I do it all the time. You know, yeah, but this lady, her circumstances are a little bit different. So it makes you start to kind of pick apart her day. For sure, but I think that George, you got to remember that George Washington, one of his children is the girl that's, he stayed the night over there. Yes. So one of his children is is there. I mean, like... Mm -hmm. I can see how that why, you know, if not one of them, two of them stayed home because maybe those two were the closest one is like, well, he's if he stayed the night over there and he's on and on with the mom. I can see how the My, daughter is still at home. She wants to be home with her dad and her she mom would, there. Exactly. And then maybe that, that Tionda, Tionda, the middle child is like, well, I like I like being home with Diamond. Exactly. So I'll stay, yeah. too. I get it. That, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Fun fact. So George Washington mm-hmm. was married. He was dating Tracy on the side and had a baby with her um, out of wedlock. Is I believe No, that's just when you're not married, right? I don't know. He had a baby. He had a baby on his wife with Tracy. Yeah. Um, he had a baby on his wife with Tracy. And another fun fact, his wife's name is Diamond. Wow. Yeah, so he named or she named. I actually saw in a, in a um, TV, I think it was an unresol- unsol- unresolved or unsolved or something. Mm-hmm. They're interviewing her, and she kind of laughed about this. She's like, "Yeah, I named, I named Diamond after his wife. That's I don't know what kind of fuck you or like get like I don't know what that what that says. I don't know what the message in that say is. Anything. Like, yeah, like you're the loser in this situation. Yeah. You're, <laughs> like, the, you're a side piece, and like I don't understand what like fuck you. I named I named his babe the baby that he had with me your name. So, all right, yeah. So." This is where shit just starts to get crazy. So on July 7th, 2001, just a day or two after the kids went missing, receipts showed that Tracy's boyfriend, George Washington, bought 42-gallon contractor bags as well as gardening gloves and neoprene gloves. Now, neoprene gloves um, are made to protect against a very broad range of oils, acids, uh, caustics, and solvents. Neoprene offers less resistance to snag, punctures, abrasions, and cuts than um, other natural rubber gloves. Neoprene gloves are commonly used for applications when handling slippery or wet materials like viscera, blood. Also, it could be uh, 
mud or some gardening. It could be, but it's it's it is it is a red flag when kids are missing. That you have these heavy duty gloves and these giant trash bags and all this stuff the day after you know they find this receipt uh, that and these and there's kids missing. So those are you know it's heavy duty gloves to find. These are all the things of disposal. And when you can't find kids' bodies, that's a red flag for sure. So um, that was enough for them to have some probable co- some probable cause. So they got a, a warrant, and when the authorities searched his home. They found that in that case of trash bags that he got, five bags from the roll were missing, and the gloves were nowhere to be found. Uh, a neighbor says that they saw him burning something in a 55-gallon drum and loading it into the trunk of his car. He denies burning took place, but FBI reports show evidence of charring on the rafters of his garage. So again, so far this is all circumstantial evidence. There's not anything like definitive, but these are all very major red flags. Witnesses saying they saw you burning things. Witnesses saying they saw you stuffing things into a drum and burning it. Uh, the the trash bags, the gloves. But again, there's nothing concrete. Now, here's something that could have potentially been concrete, but it was explained away with uh, an alibi and a witness. The witness happens to be Tracy. So authorities found a blanket that had several of Tionda's hairs in the trunk of his car. By his, I mean George Washington. He claims that he would um, sometimes take Tracy and her daughters to a drive-in movie theater shortly before the disappearance. So that was something that he would do for them um, and had did for them shortly before they disappeared. So that's why some fresh hairs might be in the car because he had all the kids in his car. Um, And he made the girls hide in a blanket so he wouldn't have to pay their admission. Now, this lends to him potentially saying, I'm going to take you guys camping, but I can't take y'all all camping at one time. This lends to him being a cheap fuck. So, you know, really, you know, no matter what, so far, George Washington, excuse my language, this is all fuck-ass behavior. Like, this dude's a real piece of garbage. He's yeah. a loser. Um, and so it's almost, to me, it's like, why would you say something so embarrassing if it wasn't true? But I don't believe him. To be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I took the kids to a driving movie theater, but I hid them under a blanket because I'm not paying for all of them to go into the movies. Yeah. That's some real loser shit, you know? Like, we all snuck in some McDonald's into the movie theater, but sneaking a whole child into the movie th- is, is crazy. Like, that's insane. Y'all what stacking on top of each other like it's the little rascals? Movie theater. It's, not that, it's not that big of a deal. <sighs> you're such a thief, bro. Anyway, I'm going to keep <laughs> What? <going>. How? <laughs> you're st- you're going to steal from a, a mom and pop business? You know that mo- driving movie theaters are small businesses, bro. This is not uh, AMC or Cinemark One, one or child who's half price? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I ain't trying that shit, man. If you tell you're telling me you're gonna put a mom and pop business out of, out of, out of you know, make them close their doors for like huh? for like four dollars. That's steal. crazy. Steal How's that movie, stealing? Bro. That's small business, oh, bro. A half price counts. ticket, man. Support. I, I hashtag support small business. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I hashtag support small business. Bro, I do that's too. Fine. You halfway do unless you can find a way to get over. That's nah, man. Come on now. I'm not. If I can, uh, no. If I can get away with that, then throw who's, a blanket over the top. Then I'm going. Listen, you you want to go to Lowe's or Cinemark or you know the Magic Johnson Theater or whatever, and you want to pay for uh, a senior ticket when you're not a senior, and you <laughs> yeah. get five dollars off or a kid yeah. ticket. And, hey, I don't man, even pay for that. I only pay for kid ticket. Fuck, fuck, he, he three. He know. Max, how old are you? Three. All right, cool. That'll be good. Oh, they can just walk in. Yeah, they carry oh, I in. I carry I you. Didn't, in. I didn't know that either. See, I yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're a shyster. That's fine. Uh, hey, so. you gotta beat you gotta beat the system any way you can. Times <laughs> hard out here, man. I get it, bro. I, yeah. I, I, you know what? More power to you. Yeah, when I want to go see when we want to go see Wonka, it's like, all right, Max, you're three. So <laughs> let's let's do it. Great movie, by the way. 
Wonka with Timothy, Timothy Shamalala? Yeah. Yeah. How was he? He was. He did a phenomenal job. He was a great Wonka? Yeah, for sure. Did they? I, bet, I don't know. If I, it's up there with um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, but great job. Great, great job. Were there Oompa Loompas in it? One. It's one. It's not a whole bunch of it. Oh, it's not a whole bunch of Oompa Loompas? Because it's like the origin story, right? Yes. Got it. Okay. Great All right. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. The Wonka origin story. Yeah. Every clip I saw, he was kind of cringe. So I, I, you know, I, I was like, ah, he, I, he's he did like, a great job. well, let me. Um, he was doing a lot of that shit that these kids are doing on TikTok. And they're like, well, let me. Um, I don't know. Um, ooh, maybe we can do this. I was like, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to see this. Uh, he did a great. Go see. It. He did a great job. I'm gonna check it. Was his hat Look. made of chocolate? No. Okay. So he didn't bite his hat at any point in the movie. Nah. All right. I guess I'll still go see it. <laughs> go see. <laughs> that, that's what made stop you. That might be a, that might be a deal breaker for me. I don't that's know. That's crazy, man. I was really hoping he was gonna take a bite out of his hat. No, nah, he doesn't do that. No, nah. he, right. he he's not there yet. This is the origin story. He's not. Oh, there. he's, he's there's not. no chocolate factory yet. No, he's, okay. that's what he's trying to get to. Got it. He's building. Yeah. He's, he's building his, his go empire. See it. Go see. It. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Go fair. See fair. Yeah. yeah I might, I'll stream it. So, uh, <laughs> so go see it, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. To the movie theater, <laughs> and I will pay for every ticket that I go. Oh, you talking about me? You talking about me? But you can't go and support a movie theater. Oh, look at this. Anyway, no, <laughs> you don't try. No, no, no. You gonna stream it? You can't go. You can't get up off your ass and go to the movie. You gonna talk to me about on. support movie theaters, bro? I go see movies. Okay, don't talk to me about. When was the last time you've been to a drive-in movie theater? Oh, do you even know theater. where a drive-in movie theater is? Off the top of my head, I mean, I guess not. But that's probably because people like you steal the movies all the time. They're probably all shut down. That's your fault. Don't put this on me. I haven't been to a driving movie theater in over 15 years. For okay. Sure. <laughs> so, anyway, bring back bring back driving movie theaters, bro. There is Where's one. It? There's no brain. They have driving movie theaters. You just don't know where one is. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, I'm not here to debate. How you. do you support a mom and pop shop if you don't even know where one is? I would love to. Point me in the direction of it, and then maybe I'll go support one this weekend. I don't know where it is right now, but Fuck if you, I did, man. I would Fuck go see you. him all the time. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, George, George Washington was never officially named a person of interest, nor was he detained in connection with the case due to the fact that all of the evidence that I just kind of laid out was purely circumstantial. I still think it was enough there to bring him in for questioning. Absolutely. So I just find that super weird. And it gets weirder. Because he as did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As time goes on, you kind of get more po- signs where you're like, can you bring them in now? Are we at the... Uh, what what size? How obvious can it be? It can't be any more obvious than what it is, man. We already know. Here's the know. trunk. Burning yeah. of things. Trash bags. Gloves. He, he, a guy named George was at the door. I mean, like, for, for listeners, I mean, like, if you were a child, put, your, put yourself in his child's shoes. If you were a child and your mom's boyfriend and one of them is the dad of the, the, one of the, the girls. Yes. Comes back and you say, don't open the door for anybody. This person comes back who they're familiar with, who they know, who they slept the night with. One of the kids is his father. I mean, like, how do you? And still call for permission. But then when she didn't talk to her, yeah. she was like, well, it's George. So he, all he has to do is go, come on now, open the door. He's like, well, I tried to call my mom. Let me try to get my mom on the phone. If anybody can convince her to do it, I agree with you. It's George. So it's she tries to call. Right. She leaves a voicemail. And he goes, all right, well, listen, don't worry about that. I'll call her. Open the door. They was planning a camping trip for one of the sisters. From what I read, they was planning a, planning a, a, a like a birthday camping trip. Mm-hmm. He went back to the apartment, got those girls to open the door with, "Hey, we I wanted to go get a cake or something for for for," and that's that's going to get them every time to open the door. They go like, "Oh well, it's a birthday party coming. We know who he is. He's you know he's he was just over here an hour. He's di- he's Diamond's dad. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, the girl did what she's supposed to do, which was I tried to call." 
Yes. You don't have your phone, which is absolutely insane for you to leave a child home and you don't have your phone. You know your you phone don't have on your phone. You. Yeah. Your phone you know should you be on you in case of how, emergencies. How are they supposed to contact you? You calling every couple of hours. I mean, like, I, I guess that's a good... Uh, a good strategy. Like also, like, we, we, did, we didn't, we didn't, that's in my notes, but since we're here, she called multiple times. They didn't pick up the phone, and that wasn't enough to make her go, I'm going to leave work early. I mean, I don't know. Because I feel like this is, this is not the first day that this happened. The four of them, the, all of her daughters have been left at home alone before yeah. or left at home to, with each other. And it's probably been established, like, when I call, pick up the phone. Yeah. I think they know, like, when, when mom calls, we got we to gotta make sure, we got to let her know we're okay. And so when you call three, four, five times and nobody picks up the phone, you should be alarmed. Yeah. yeah. But she still finished out her shift. But listen, I know. Got to get that money. I, I'm not trying to denigrate or disrespect single moms. Yeah. Well, she but, thought they were. Well, she thought they would sleep, which is, a, I mean, a reasonable explanation if you, if she leaves at seven and six, seven exactly. in the morning. I mean, I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like that. Doesn't sound crazy to me. It's not insane to go. Well, yeah. I tried, and then maybe they're maybe they're asleep still. But I don't know if I don't know if I. Call once, don't get an answer, and then go back to work. I just, that's just, that's, I guess. It's I don't know if I'd be able purpose. to. That's I wouldn't just, be able to focus on doing my job. That's not me. Fuck yeah. that job. I mean, I know maybe times are hard. She's a single mom. Whatever. It's like, fuck that. I'm going to keep calling until I get it. I, just, I don't know, man. It's just, and But uh, see, now we've hit the crossroads where it's like, it's kind of hard to not villainize Tracy. Not not single moms, not people trying to, struggling. Her specifically, because what you just said was the that was the voice of a parent going, one, my kid would never be at home by themselves watching my, my younger child. But if they were, because I had to go to the store or something, like it was like, it's an emergency. Max is sick. I need to go get a medicine from the store. I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. If you call and they don't pick up the phone, it's like, I'll get the fucking Benadryl later. Something's wrong. You don't not pick up. The, I can't focus on looking through the medicine aisle. Yeah. You're not. My kids are at home and they're not answering the phone. Yeah. This also is why Home Alone is, is a crazy premise for a movie. The mom obviously did everything she could to get back home. She was the true definition of a mom. But, like, the plane, the getting on the bus, this mom, I know it's a busy day, but, like, I just don't think a mom. Ain't nobody that damn busy. It's not, I'm not going to get eyes on my kid at any point between the leaving of the house to the plane and on the plane, and then we get on the plane, it takes off, and we get to the destination. Yeah. And you never were like, Kevin, you hungry? You want a Biscoff cookie? Nothing, yeah. Dad didn't give a shit. Uh, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> they all were just like, I don't know, I think this is him. So, you know, Home Alone, I know, I hate to spoil it for people, but it's kind of an unrealistic movie, you know? <laughs> and to do it twice is insane. <laughs> to do it twice is negligent. <laughs> he should have been taken away from his parents. If they were going to take this lady's kids, as Somebody they should. Child protective service they was, right. I don't care how nice their house is. They should have the police called on them, bro. They yeah. left this kid at home twice. Good thing he, he almost got murdered he, by he some robbers a, the first he was time. A savvy young kid, because I mean, god damn. The way I would have shit my pants if I woke up and the whole family's just gone and I'm by myself. I don't know how to survive. He went and got toothpaste and grocery shopping. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to Kevin McAllister, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was a little advanced for his age. When he put on the mittens to go to the store, I was like, All right, ain't no kid thinking about putting on the extra layers of clothes when they buy themselves. Nah. You know how hard it is to get an eight-year-old to put on a jacket? <laughs> <laughs> he put on mittens and a snow hat on his own recognizance? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I call bullshit on this. My Rotten Tomato score of, of Home Alone would have been really low. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and he just tied his own shoes, huh? Right. <laughs> so, like I said, the evidence against George allegedly was pretty circumstantial. Uh, but phone records did show 
that he made more than 40 phone calls over a 24-hour period beginning at 4.30 a.m. on July 6, 2001, which was the day they went missing. Mm -hmm. Making phone calls at 4.30 in the morning is, not, I guess, not crazy, especially for a guy who had, like, multiple girlfriends, including Tracy, and a wife, and was sleeping over at the girlfriend's house. And This is a two-time-and-ass dog. Yeah, and he had a bit of a criminal record, too. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so he's a piece of garbage. He lives a fuck-ass life, so I guess making phone calls at 4.30 in the morning is not weird for a guy that's creeping. Um, now, there are two periods in which he made no calls. Between 7 and 9 a.m. when he dropped Tracy off at work, and from 5 to 6.30 p.m. where his phone pinged off a cell tower on the far south side of the city near the forest and the Little Calumet River. Mm. Now, also between 5 and 6.30 would have been in the window where... At 7 o'clock, Tracy goes to the police station to report her kids missing. Now, I think that's important. Which she to know delayed to do, by the way. Which she delayed to do. 5 to 6.30, uh, George Washington's phone is near a, a, an area where you could theoretically dump a body, right? Yeah. And then a, a half hour later, then Tracy goes to the police to report her kids missing. So, now, there's going to be other things that, um, I'm, that we're going to talk about in a second that you go, well, if you take this into account along these other things, it kind of feels like a lot of the moves Tracy were ma was making is aligning with if George Washington did kill her kids, it almost feels like aiding and abetting. When she goes to report the kids missing is around the same time that he would he could have possibly dumped the bodies to get rid of them. Now you now we can file the missing persons report and start the search. Yeah, because I know that they're gone. She lied as well. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> and we'll get into that now. George denies being involved in the girls' disappearance. He did, however, hire a lawyer after he says that he was ganged up on by authorities and the media. And that just means he got you hired a lawyer because you look guilty as fuck. Because you are guilty as fuck, bro. We will get to it. Ganged up on. Because the evidence was surmounting? Now, in the 20 years since the disappearance, this case has gone from 100 active investigators to less than 10. Mm. Many lies have also come to light that have made Tracy and George look pretty guilty. Like the story about um, taking the girls to a drive-in movie theater and making them lay on a blanket and explain away in order to explain away um, the hair in his car. This was, not a, this was not an active participant in these kids' life. He had a child with a side woman, and he was around because he still liked hooking up with a side woman, and he was, but he was barely a father to Diamond. He was, he was not, like, rubbing these girls' heads and, like, being a stepfather to them, right? So he was barely in, their, in these kids' life. So the idea that he's taking them to drive-in movie theaters and going on camping trips is bullshit. Um... This is according to Rita, the oldest daughter, and Victoria, the daughter who was like the middle middle child. She was like um, 10 years old. Um, and this is even according to Tracy herself, who admits that, you know, he wasn't the most active participant in her kid's life. Mm -hmm. So nobody remembers going on any of these fun outings with him. Definitely not something as memorable as a night at a drive-in movie theater. Now, again, I know we made our jokes or whatever, but I do know a drive-in movie theater. We know the same drive-in movie theaters. Benji's, Benji's Drive-In. Yeah. If I was five years old, seven years old, eight years old, and my mom or my dad took me to a drive-in movie theater, that would be a memory that I would have to this day. Because it's unique to go, to just go into the movies to see Big Mama's house. A drive-in movie theater is, like, special. Like, you know, you're outside, and it's on the projector screen, and there's other yeah. people in the cars and shit. Like, it wouldn't be something you you forget. So when they ask her other kids, like, do you remember going to a drive-in movie theater with, with George Washington? They're like, hell no. He never did shit like that with us. That's an easy thing to, like, combat. Do you think he was named after the president? <laughs> I don't know how your last name is Washington. <laughs> you name a kid George and you don't think of the president. Yeah. I, I, unless you're, like, dumb as fuck. 
Unless her, unless if if his parents didn't make the if he's not named after George Washington, his parents are dumb as fuck. Like they're like, oh, they're like, he, they're like, uh, oh, his name's George, and somebody goes, oh, George Washington, like the president, and they yeah. go, oh, oh, like the guy on the money. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> no, we just like George of the Jungle. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, we yeah, so we didn't even think about the Washington part, but yeah, yeah. I guess he's named after the guy on the one dollar bill. <laughs> That's dumb as shit. So I hope he's named after the president. I mean, you have to be right with a name like that. That'd be like, like, you not? like Michael B. Jordan. If his parents are like, no, we just named we just named him Michael. Right? <laughs> yeah. We didn't see the correlation at all. We just we just like the name Michael. That's crazy to me. What does that mean for like a, to uh, to name a black kid George Washington? I mean, like it's so crazy. Yeah, George just, Washington is so like it's so patriotic it's so and far away, like so what long fuck. Ago. Yeah, it's like you really got mad respect for the it wasn't George fucking Washington. Martin Luther King. It wasn't like he. Yes. Yeah, like, his name was King, and they just named Martin. It was just like, yeah, it's like, nah, George bro, like, nah, George Washington, what? bro. We love him. We love America, and and whatnot, and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> George he's Washington our, is he's, nuts. He's our number one. That's why we named him. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last name Lincoln, name Abraham. Why not? Have a good time. <laughs> so, like I said, Tracy, Tracy did. She knowingly went along with that lie that they went to a drive-in movie theater and that's why there was hair in his car. And that was proven to be a lie as time went on. Mm-hmm. When the kids got older, the two surviving kids, as they got older and it's, you know, they're doing interviews and, and whatnot, and it's like, George Washington was not a stepdad to us. He was not taking us anywhere. We did not go to any drive-in movie theater. That didn't maybe happen. That's why, maybe that's why they, like, going to grandma's house. Like, he's here Well, that's another, that's, another, that's, another, that's another theory as well, and we'll put a pin in that, but that's another theory as well. we'll and we'll get, we'll get to... A theory that I couldn't obviously, you know, share early on, but I will share a theory as to why I think maybe the other the other two went to grandma's house and the other two didn't. So, but so put a pin in that. And if I don't remember to get to it, if you remember, tell me. And if neither of us us remember, then y'all just gotta live with that. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) We both have terrible memories. So, um, uh, so uh, George Washington also had another baby, a boy, with Tracy sometime after the girls vanished. Oh, the baby okay. was taken. Yeah, the baby was taken from her by the state at some point. Um, and oh, really? Yes. <laughs> well, her track record speaks for itself. So, uh, um, so Tracy obviously put this man before her children far too many times, and that's a crime in and of itself. Like, if she's not guilty of anything else, she's guilty of being a negligent mother. Can't be popping out babies and not take care of them. It's just not. And you can't use babies to try to keep a man in your life. Absolutely. Which and is then, what she tried to do, even after the kids disappeared, quote unquote. She had another baby with this man, who man. was married and had other girlfriends. So more than a dozen women have come forward claiming to be Diamond in the last twenty three years since the disappearance of the sisters. That's sick. Yeah, and they've all been fr- proven false, obviously, or not obviously. Unfortunately, hope yeah. you don't want it to be obvious. You know, you like to think that there's still a chance that your kids out there, and then these people come forward because they heard about it on the news or. They saw a documentary and they get these people's hopes up and it, you know, it's it's really sad. In 2019, a woman in Texas claimed to be Tionda. She strung the family along with text messages before becoming aggressive and blocking them. Yeah. The FBI determined this woman to be a fraud. Now, one of my theories oh, is close, one of my theories is I think George Washington was possibly sexually assaulting one of the girls, whether it was Diamond or Tionda. And that would lend to in your scenario where you go, maybe the other two girls just like being over their grandmother's house. Maybe they had a feeling. 
Maybe they didn't want to be around when George was around. He slept over that night before take, waking up and taking their mom to work. And maybe they just were like, "We, if George is coming over, we'd like to go to our grandmother's house. Mm, yeah. You know, we don't want to be here. He does weird. He's weird. We don't like him. And I know we can't really fully say anything because he's Diamond's dad. So we can't tell you anything that will make you, make you not bring him over here. But we just want to go to grandma's house. Yeah. So it's speculation, but possibly Diamond or Tiana were victims of his assaults. And maybe on this day it went too far or she was going to call and expose him and he lost his temper or something like that. That's one of my theories. My theory would be, now it's easy to poke holes through this one now that, now that people know the whole damn story. My theory would be that I think the wife of Mr. George Washington needs oh. to be questioned because maybe... They were, at some point, he tried to get back with his wife or something like that. They tried to, you know, mm-hmm. fix whatever they had going on. And he wanted to, she knew about Diamond. And maybe he tried to get rid of her in. Like a clean slate. In a clean slate to kind of get back on track with his wife. Mm. But he also had to, he couldn't just take. Because she's there. Tiana's Diamond. there. You had to take both of them and mm. kind of. But now you can go say, well, he did. He was still fucking around with his name and didn't have another child. Okay, then that yeah, they had yeah. kind of blows that off, but it's still a possibility. I mean, I mean, but it, but but if if again now we're 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 making them even more evil people. But to help along with your theory, right now, if Tracy, if you're afraid Tracy might not be able to hold water, because Tracy knows you didn't go to the driving movie theaters. Yeah. So you know they find the hair in your car. You need somebody to go along with your alibi, but you're not giving Tracy what she wants, which is you. So now you're in a position where you're like, I was trying to get my wife back. I did this thing to kind of get out of this, but now I got to stay in it because this woman knows my secret or she knows something's up. And if she says something to the police, I can go to jail. So now I got to stay dating her mm. and maybe I give her another baby to make her feel like I'm I'm still in this with her. Mm. Basically play it, play her. Yeah. yeah Which she lost. She, yeah. The baby was taken by the state anyway. So um, that keeps her in love with him. She still speaks very fondly of him. I saw a doc. I watched a documentary or a, like an episode of a TV show that covered the case. And when she brought his name up, she 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 glit, she glowed. You know, she was very. She, she still is very much in love with him, and would do anything for him, and has done anything for him, even at the jeopardy of her kids. That's just crazy. Yeah. So, with all that being said, I don't necessarily think that Tracy physically did anything to uh, Diamond or Tiana, but I think that she actively hindered the investigation. Do you think I she think has she a can, clue though? I think she has. The only not, purpose, I think she the has the person, biggest clue. The only person who really cared was the aunt. What was it, the grandma? The aunt. The, the aunt was. The aunt, aunt was like. Aunt, the whole uh, family was very mad at Shalia? her. But yeah. Shalia was. Yeah, she, I believe so. Shalia Bradley Smith, who was the only one who's been trying to keep this thing in the public eye ever since yeah. we were missing. And she's very actively angry at Tracy. Yeah. Yep. So yes. Oh, and oh, another uh, fun fact here. I don't know if you know this, that the number that. What's the mom's name? Tracy. The number that she had for her girls to call, even though she didn't have a phone. She mm-hmm. got that number. She had. She found a way to get that number again She to, for it to be used, active. She got that number active again just in case one day the, them girls are still alive, dial that number. She'll be able to answer the phone. Sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds very sweet and sad and uh, I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, I have my mixed feelings about that because of all the other things that she did. So that just... Who, the aunt? 
Oh, the aunt did that. The aunt did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, then that's really sad. I yeah. thought you were saying Tracy did no, that. No, 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 the aunt did that. She got Tracy's number. She got Tracy's number active again. Yeah. Got it. That's really sad. I thought you were saying Tracy got her number back. No. Got you. That's really sad. That's really sad. Wow. Yeah, that's really sad. Damn. So she believes. Yeah, she believes. Yeah. As she should. God yeah. bless her. Yep. Um, and they have, they do, every year they do like balloons in a field, let the balloons of course. go and everything. I think it's sweet and I think stuff like that, you kind of don't want to just let it die off, man. I mean, there's yeah, you gotta keep their name, keep their name alive, keep their name alive, and get and get justice, get justice. This is an unsolved case. As, Un- as much as we're putting it on George Washington, that is not the official ruling of this case. Yeah, and he knows. I think she knows something. I mean, like I just, think Tracy knows something. In the documentary yes. I seen, in the video I seen, it to me. I mean, I'm not saying I'm like. I don't know what the word for it is, but I don't. I'm not like a body language expert or anything sure. like that. But uh-huh. I mean, like. You just don't see the the grieving that you should see from a mother who's missing her whole child, who children went missing. And yes, she has and has no clue, like nothing to kind of rely on. I think she knows something. I think she not only knows something. I think she knows something that would blow the whole case wide open. And I don't think she'll. I don't think she'll ever say anything. Yeah, I mean, she so, lost. She yeah. lost another child after that. So I was like, yeah, that, that tells you all of, you need to know. That kind of, exactly. Yeah. So um, I think she knows something that would fully implicate George Washington, and I don't think she'll ever say anything, and that's really sad and unfortunate. Is he still? Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. Is he still alive? Or anything? Do we Everybody, know? Everybody's still alive. Yes, yeah, this, this took place in two thousand one. I don't know if they still date. I don't know if they still. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they still date and he's still married. He just, he just is fuck ass bad. dude like that. <laughs> yeah, he's a real fuck ass dude like that. So, so that was the story of Diamond and Tiana Bradley. Just really sad um, situation all around. Um, unfortunate. You know, these stories about kids going missing and the parents being involved potentially always hits me deep in the core because it baffles me how you could do something like that. But, um, yeah, man, um, rest in uh, – I don't even want to say that. Like, keep hope alive. Yeah. Let's hope that um, news or some kind of an update that could break this case wide open comes through in 2024. Let's hope for that. I'm not going to say anything outside of that. Yeah. You know, um, but prayers to the Randolph family. I'll say that. Uh, really unfortunate. I mean, I'm sorry, the Bradley family. I'm about to say, who was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have somebody. Somebody in my family passed. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They're, yeah, I'm they're, sorry, they're, yeah. they're the Randolphs. No, no, uh, it's not. It wasn't. Wasn't a close family member. Oh, okay. But they're they are the Randolphs. So it was in my yeah. I'm like uh, rest. Uh, uh, prayers to the Bradley family. Um, absolutely unfortunate. The idea that if this went the route of a stranger tricking kids out of their home that's terrifying and sad and really you know a heartbreaking story for that family but no matter which way it went some kids are missing yeah so that's just absolutely unfortunate and tragic and prayers to everybody involved um uh, with that being said though i don't really have anything else to add other than one more time let's get one last round of applause on par as you yeah i'm keeping i'm keeping listen I like to st- I like to stay committed to my character, and right. my character doesn't hit the right buttons. Sure. Um, one more round of applause to Madison McGee. One more round of applause to Fran Evans. Yeah. Uh, I'll give a, another round of applause to myself. I feel like we put on a great show. Um, cheers to um, doing more shows, and uh, another one another thank you, man. A packed house in a snowstorm. Yeah, I got recommendations you, as well, but go ahead, keep it going. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You 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 follow up after I finish. Um. 
so many people, man. I, I don't have everybody's name off the top of my head, but just anybody who came up and shook hands, took a picture. There was a woman there, and I'm so sorry I can't remember your name right now, but she had a casual conspiracy consumer shirt on. She yeah. made it. Yeah, it was dope. And and what's crazy is why I respect her the most is that if we wouldn't uh, if it would have been a busy night and we didn't go up and talk to her, which of course we of course we would have, but like she wasn't pressed to be like, Hey guys, look at my shirt. Yeah. Like we it naturally came up in a conversation. She wasn't pressed to like show us the shirt. She just was like, Nah, I fuck with the podcast. I got my shit on. Yeah. She I, I talk- talked to her first. She didn't even say anything about the shirt. I didn't even notice it. She kept she it cool, bro. Like I respect that yeah. so much. So shout out to you. Shout out to your uh your uh, boyfriend or yeah, husband, I they talked to... Hey, don't don't ever wait. I, I know they're going to listen. I know he's going to listen. He's going to... Don't ever come to our live hey, show this out, with bro. a Steelers jersey on or a shirt, whatever check, he had on. Check this out, bro. It's fucking Lamar Jackson, fucking Ravens country. You come to a fucking bar in Baltimore, you wear a fucking, Ra- uh, fucking Steelers jersey. But he's still cool. He talked to us about firing yeah. off as far as, you know, urine power. Yeah. That was a conversation they really got a kick out of. And funny. it's always cool to just hear people talk about the stuff that they enjoyed you and talking about with your best friend, you know what I'm saying? Like we just kicking and having a good time talking shit like we do, whether the mics are on or off. And I, um, hearing that people gather around and have a laugh with us is, is, uh, it was a beautiful night. Yeah. And, um, I will cherish that night forever. It was the first of, it was the first one. Like it was, that was hopefully the first of such a good, for sure. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. And, but again, such a good turnout. Yeah. In the middle of a snowstorm. So again, if you came to that show, yeah. and we haven't got you know snow in like are. five years, <laughs> that's the crazy part. We haven't got snow in like a two s- and a half years. Snow didn't even come to my mind. Again, I said it at the live show. But I was like, snow. It's January. Snow was not even like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So we're gonna do the show tonight, or we're gonna do the show on this date. It's gonna be a great time. Weather inclement uh, situation scenarios never came up in my mind at yeah. once. I was like, it doesn't snow here anymore. Global warming. Wrong. <laughs> Blizzard. Woke up to some shit for, like a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. All the schools are closed. Uh, man, what? But anyway, um, yeah, you had a recommendation? Yeah. Oh, one last time. Again, to anybody who showed up, you know who you are. You know we spoke to you. You know we had a good time. You know we took pictures. All that stuff. If you showed up to this show, we appreciate you more than you could ever know. Thank you yeah. so much. Hopefully next time we do one of those, we're able to hang out, get some drinks. I mean, it being the blizzard, it's like I wanted people to get home safe. I was like, we, we all had to get. Home. Yes. I had to drive half an hour, or whatever. It's like, oh, we everybody just had to. We just had to get home. Was like, we couldn't. Yeah, I'm mad that we couldn't hang out and kind of chat more. But for sure, next time. Yeah. Recommendation. I wa- started watching this show called Them. Have you heard of it? Them. Them. It's on Amazon Prime Video, I believe. No, I have and, that, but I have not watched Them. Yeah, Them, and it's about you know, kind of going back to the Jim Crow type of era. Segregation ah, stuff like that. I did see the it's, hor- it's like a horror show. It's like a horror show, which I didn't know that. Um, but it was a great show, and it kind of it's one of those shows where you get just you get so frustrated that you know our people had to deal with shit like that. It's for that reason that I didn't enjoy the show that much. But I get yeah. What show? You watched it? I did watch it. Oh, okay. I, once you started telling me, I, but go keep going. And it's like it makes you so frustrated that. They had to deal with that and to kind of like think about like if you had to grow up in those times and deal with that on a daily basis. I mean, I don't know who, how many people would be able to deal with that like mentally and physically. Yeah. That was like you move on into top a, of the other day to day struggles and stresses. Right. Of life. You move into a neighborhood and like a different race is so obsessed with trying to make your life hard and 
to make their life better and easier out of the neighborhood. It's like, it's so, and it's like, that's what pissed me off about the show. I like watching the show, but it's like, that's what pissed me off. It's like, why do you, if it, if it was like this, now we hear stories, it's like, why are you so obsessed with these people coming into your neighborhood? It's just like, um, it, it, it really made me frustrated. <laughs> it really made, it pissed me off watching the dance show. Yeah. Well, it just, for me, it, it was kind of like Handmaid's Tale where I was waiting for the happy ending and it just was like no this family's just cursed like everything bad happens to them yeah. they have these racist encounters the that there was one of the episodes they put a i think they put a, a baby in a bag and, and and threw the baby around or something crazy like a white family came and oh i see that i see that no nah, but yeah it was crazy it was like a flashback episode like why they moved to california oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay i got you okay, yeah, okay i was I like you. what the fuck is this and this is like episode six after a bunch of episodes of like horrible shit happening i'm like yo this shit is this shit is trauma i didn't like it for that if like this this show feels designed to to traumatize and trigger black folks and i didn't like that and the director's black so i couldn't it didn't feel like a uh, tone deaf it just felt like no nah, this is too much pain and uh, making me angry and them coming and calling his his wife a mammy and shit while he's on the roof it just was like there was never a like I think he. I think they end up burning the whole neighborhood down. Something happens, I but it's I still. I, I only got to like maybe episode three. So either way, I don't. I don't remember vi- yeah. like actually what happens. But like for me, whenever the show was over, I was like, "Why? Why is this a show?" That's how I felt. It was. It was like what? What's? I didn't. I didn't know what the message was. I didn't know anything. Like the message wasn't like white people are evil. It, even though that was part of it, but it also was like because it's a horror show. There's like this curse. Yeah. There's some, I'm like, what is, I don't get it. It just feels like it's traumatizing me just for the sake of traumatizing me. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it for that reason, you know? Like, yeah. it was all pain yeah. and no reward. It's one me. of those shows where we, like, me and, me and my wife watched it and we maybe got to episode three, but it was like, the horror part threw us off. That's threw us for a loop. Right. I didn't know it was, a, like, a horror-type show. Yeah. But it was one of the ones where it was like, you know, we I kind of, I like the show, but I don't know if we continue watching it type of thing. Where it's like, I want people to go check it out. But yeah, I don't know. It's just if, heavy. I don't. It is very heavy. And I don't. I don't know if it's. It's one of those things where it's like we watch the show. It's like, oh, I can't wait to watch this show tonight when we get home or whatever. And it's like that it wouldn't be that. That show. wouldn't. Would not. It would. Because because it, it was literally, bro. That's and again, uh, it's, and it's, it's like, to bring but it back like, to me. It's Compton. It was like we know what Compton is today. Yeah. So to see it that way, you go, oh shit. Yeah, that's, that's Compton. Yeah. 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 We're all the bloods. But yeah, it's uh, it the show. Made me feel dirty every episode I watched. Yeah, it felt very like oh, that's it. Never was like man, that was a good episode. It was all every episode was like oh my god, like they kept calling them jigaboos and and all and then and then also they're cursed too. So like they're they're experiencing racism when they go to work and then they come home yeah. and there's like ghosts in their house. Yeah, ghosts. Like, what yeah, the fuck yeah, is? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they get to just live their life? I was like the this horror, shit is- the horror, the horrors. I think this what threw me off. Well, I was like. I don't know if I can keep watching. Like, Isn't their life hard Steph enough? Was like hiding her face. I was like, I don't know. We can't. We can't. We can't keep Shit, it's traumatic. I'm hiding my face. They're like, get out of this neighborhood, you nigger. And then also, you go and they go in the house, and it's like a ghost trying to kill them. I said, bro, this is. It's like a ghost that's like eight feet tall. Yeah, I'm like, this, this shit is crazy. Like, where's the happiness in these people's? Life? I can't just watch these people get tormented by society and ghosts. Oh, and ghosts all day long. Oh, that oh. shit was, I was like, they got shit. PTSD. Oh, shit. This like, shit's oh, crazy. The dad is shaking all the time and losing his, I said, no, nah, this shit is, this shit is making me sad. I, this shit is, this shit is so depressing. Uh, 
<laughs> I got a recommendation before we get out of here too. I watched the first oh, yeah. episode of True Detective Night Country. Um, I have my thoughts about. It. I have my um, mixed feelings. Uh, I'm excited for the. I it was. I watched both. I, there's. It's been two episodes so far. I watched the first two parts. The the second part. The um the you never watched True Detective, have you? No. Highly recommend the first season of True Detective. Every season it's like American Horror Story. Every season is they're not connected. Okay. Except for some little Easter eggs, but every episode is its own thing. I mean, every season is its own thing. Yeah. The first season is like the best. It's one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen, but it's the best season of the show, True Detective. Mm-hmm. The fourth season is New Detectives, a new city, a new case, and this is in Alaska. They're going with this like spiritual kind of route because there's um, Inuit people, like native native people to Alaska, so... There's a lot of spiritualism in it, and that's kind of throwing me off because I don't like that there's ghosts, like there's kind of ghosts in it. But it's not real ghosts, but I don't know how to explain it. But um, I love True Detective, and the case is interesting, even though it has all this kind of supernatural stuff around it, which is very unique to True Detective. It's never been like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see where they go with that, if they start to ground it more in, like, a case of, like, murder and serial killers and stuff. It just feels still feels, feels very ghosty and fucking monstery so i'm wondering if they're gonna keep with that or ground it in reality more but uh i do love true detective and jodie foster i thought i loved jodie foster but i'm starting i'm like I, maybe maybe i just know jodie foster's name and i, I don't know if i like her like acting. as an actor yeah i don't know oh, okay. if i like her acting um it's to you know yet to be decided uh based on this this show I've watched two episodes and I'm kind of like, I'm not really feeling Jodie Foster so far. So she's got time to turn me around, but uh, maybe check it out. I don't. I'm not saying. Uh, I guess recommendation <laughs> recommendation was a strong word. I, it's True Detective, so it has its own kind of um, legacy and its own reputation. So obviously, people are going to watch it on their own. But those are my thoughts so far. So far, I'm kind of like, I'm st- I'm still kind of foggy on where we're going and. Mm. If I if I even want to go, but I'm still gonna go. I'm still in the car. I'm still in the car, but I'm not like happy with the windows rolled down and playing Dua Lipa. And you know, I'm I'm in the car, but I'm like I don't know. I think we're lost. Yeah, I'm starting to get that feeling like uh, I don't know. We might be going the wrong way, and I don't know. I could be wrong. Episode three comes out this weekend. Maybe that'll turn everything around for me. But right now, I'm like I'm in the car. I'm buckled in, but I'm a little bit like uh, I think we passed that sit go already a couple times i think we've i think we've been in this neighborhood before so i'm a little leery but though that's that's my recommendation sort of yeah hey you know what movie i uh i thought i seen i've never seen what please oh god <laughs> for some i it's i know the name and for some reason i thought i've seen this movie before this is about and when crazy. i watched this fucking movie i was i was cracking i was cackling in my house dying laughing Fucking meet the fuckers, bro. I thought I've seen this. <laughs> thought I've seen this movie. I've never. That's seen That's the this third movie. one, right? Where he has babies, right? No, 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 no. He, no, he didn't have. Babies. Meet the parents. No. That's what it was. That's he meet the parents. <laughs> the most famous of the movie. So listen, there's no. Meet the, it's meet the fuckers. Meet the fuckers is when the he, second he one. He didn't have. When he went home to meet the, his mom and dad, they didn't have kids yet. They went home to meet his mom and dad. 
His mom and, and his dad. mom yeah. was like a swinger or something, something like that. It's yeah. been a while. She's like since a, she's like a sex therapist. Yeah, like that. they don't have a yeah. kid. No, she was she was they, she was getting out the news that she was pregnant on that. There's on a that movie one. called Little Fockers. Little Fockers. There's yeah. a movie and called the Little, There's three. There's three. It's when it's when before they get married. Yes, yeah. meet the parents. Yeah. Meet the Fockers because they're Greg the Greg Fokker. Meet the Fockers. Yes. Meet his parents and yeah. then Little Fockers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I that. That doesn't that I I have nothing to say to you about that one. That's not crazy. Like I don't know if Meet the Fockers is that popular of a movie. Yeah, I thought it's not. I thought Meet it the was. Parents is the one. Meet the Parents okay. is like if you never seen Meet the Parents, that's crazy. I've seen that one. Meet the Fockers is like I, I mean I guess you if you've seen it. I think Dustin Hoffman is his dad. It, it, it's a, it's it's good. I was that was funny to me. But see, it's like Meet Meet the Parents is like there's something about Mary. Like Meet the Meet the Parents is like a a classic comedy. Yeah. Meet the Fockers I've is seen, just a, a funny it. sequel. I think I think the name is what I was like. I've heard this name before. I've heard this movie. The Fockers, yeah. The Fockers. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this. I've seen Meet the Parents. I've never seen Meet the Fockers before. Yeah, I I, I, thought, I, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen it probably since it came out. <laughs> so that, I don't I don't blame you. <laughs> That's not one I've ran back to, but I'm sure it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta disrespect the movie like no, that. No, I'm saying, I I, but you're like, I thought you was about to, I thought you were about to tell me, bro. When you say what you just said, I thought you were about to tell me something great. I thought you were gonna say like, there's something about Mary or super bad or you know what I mean. I thought you were gonna say something crazy like a movie that everybody's seen. One of my favorite movies. That's I know, but I'm just saying. Movie. I thought you were going somewhere that I was gonna be like, how you? How thought, have I you thought, just seen this? No, I thought Meet the Fockers was. I thought that was like a hit. I thought it was. I'm sure. It, no, I'm not bad. saying it. I'm sure it did well, but I'm just saying I don't think people. Go well, like, guys, let's watch Meet the Fuckers tonight. You throwing, you throwing trash on it like it's a terrible no, movie. I'm never trying to do that. That's a De Niro, it's a De Niro vehicle, vehicle. I would never disrespect a De Niro vehicle. Sure. Um, but yeah, listen, hey, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.